when we live like this for this external validation can't keep up competition and security driven comparison we get hurt before we decide we need to revert to being in a more natural state of being do you stay awake at night wishing for a rule book to make raising your teen daughter easier well you're in the right place welcome to the empower your teen girl podcast I'm your host, Sonal Patel, former teacher turned holistic tutor for girls 11 to 14 in English and empowerment. After an accident at 19 due to chronic back pain, I left my NHS dentistry degree in my fourth year depressed. But motivational monks and fearless females mentored me in creative writing, poetry and journaling, wisdom reading and storytelling, growth mindset and meditation. My transformation enthused me to now teach girls empowerment practices early to drop anxiety, grow identity unapologetically and form relationships happy. Join our community as I share actionable tips and real stories to grow your girl's confidence and resilience, English enjoyment and your relationship. Time to empower your teen girl and yourself. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Empower Your Teen Girl podcast, three journaling tips to empower your teen girl to grow healthy relationships, inspired by a poem on my Vera Moda t-shirt. So before we dive in, thank you for coming back to listen, learn and care about your teen girl, care about yourself on a deeper level, to live a happier, healthier and more fulfilling and free life. Most people don't want to make time to live life on a higher level, and so they get average results. If you want a bright future for your teen girl, you have to be prepared to do what most parents don't do, because they don't want to, because they don't know how to, because they're not willing to make time to learn, or they're not prepared to be courageous to claim that kind of life for themselves and give their teen girls those opportunities. So if you've been finding value in this podcast, please rate and review it. You can go to Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there, scroll down and you'll see five stars to rate and review. And on Spotify, there's like, I think like a cogwheel and maybe go to the right a bit and there's um, some dots and you can um, rate it on there. It really helps us to spread this message of empowering teen girls far and wide because as I always say, I cannot do this on my own. It's only because all of you are starting to take part in the conversation, starting to share the conversation that this movement is growing and just wait till the guests come. It's going to explode even more. So we are definitely going onwards and upwards. Thank you for being here for the journey. Um, of empowering your teen girl and for us to help each other to do this as a community. So let's uh, dive in. Well done for being here. Grab a pen and paper on your virtual notepad or physical notepad. I'm always telling you guys to make notes and it's important because we often forget things like yeah I think our memory is like a goldfish. At least mine is that's why I'm always making notes and writing and especially because this is what I teach the teen girls and something we have to learn as parents and educators adults is that you know what we can't really tell them to do stuff if we don't do it ourselves I know that sometimes I've done this and you know so I don't want you to feel guilty if you also do this but we do have to at some point admit and realize that 
it's not really going to work. <laughs> if if we're going to um, talk the talk, then we need to walk the walk. And we, we can't expect them to do so unless we do. We're going to set the example. So here are three journaling tips I'm about to share with you. And to explain the tips, I'm first going to read what is written on my Vera Moda t-shirt, which I bought in a shopping mall in Gujarat, India. This was earlier this year in January, uh, January 2023. And we are now January 2024. And on a relevant side note, I am heading to India in just a few days now. First stop Mumbai, then Rishikesh, then Vrindavan. It's for a spiritual retreat, group retreat. And if you didn't hear all about it, you can go to episode four, where I speak about how I got involved in co-organizing this treat retreat for a, it is a treat as well, um, for a group of 21 wonderful friends, many of whom I've just met in the last few months. I'm so excited to see them again soon. Uh, we had like a, a pre-meetup in London um, back in December and yeah, it was just awesome. And by the way, I will obviously definitely be sharing my t-shirt so you can have the visual and see what it looks like on me. In fact, some of you who've been following me for a while may have realized that when I launched the Empower Your Teen Girl podcast, the very day I launched it, which was the 14th of December 2023, as in the first episode, not the the day that I launched the trailer, which was the week before on the 7th of December 2023, When I launched it on the 14th, the first episodes, I wore my t-shirt and I did also share a little reflection and I I said that very day that I will do a podcast um, where we dive deeper into the meaning of this poem on my t-shirt and well, I've kept my promise, we're doing it today (laughs) and um, it's at the top, it's pinned at the top of my Instagram right now so yeah, if you're listening to this episode and it's still up there, then you can feel free to check that out to see me wearing the whole t-shirt and speaking about it on the day that the podcast was launched. That was a really special episode, actually. I said a lot of things in there that really relate to the mission of the Empower Your Teen Girl podcast and just, yeah, just helping teen girls in general. So definitely check that out if you haven't already seen it i will link it below in the show notes for you as well to make it super easy because that's why i'm in your life to make it easier so back to this episode for now i'm really grateful for the wisdom that this t-shirt just encapsulates especially in the context of my life right now i feel like i'm living by the principles in this t-shirt And I really want girls to be similarly happy in learning how to do that. So it says, To free us from the expectation of others. To give us back to ourselves. There lies the great singular power of self-respect. I write entirely to find out what I'm thinking, what I'm looking at, what I see and what it means, what I want and what I fear. I don't know what I think until I write it down. We forget all too soon the things we thought we could never forget. We forget the loves and the betrayals, forget what we whispered and what we screamed, forget who we were. A place belongs forever to whoever claims it the hardest, wrenches it from itself, shapes it, renders it, loves it so radically 
Now, these are the kind of poems that I use in my lessons with the girls. And so I want to take you through right here on this podcast, the kinds of things we do in the lessons. So, you know, I often get questions from parents. Oh, you know, so this isn't a traditional English curriculum. Perhaps it's not really like school in many ways. How is that? Why is that? Well, (laughs) here's your uh, exact example in this episode. So to start off with my reflection, we do reading reflection every week uh, with my students, I do this. We have a reading lesson and it's really the core and the crux and the key to even helping them in speaking confidently, writing creatively, because reading is a great way to reflect, analyse, understand, comprehend and learn from other great writers and when we reflect together not just for ourselves introspectively but also as a group collaboratively um, you know I'm often posting on my Instagram on my social media about reading with an adult reading group I have and yeah I'm, I'm also going to start posting about what I do with the girls um But it's a powerful practice, you know, and yeah, I hope you feel that through what's coming up in the episode here. So stay tuned. These three tips are amazing. And my personal favorite is probably tip number two, because it's just so just if you can apply this tip, learn this tip. If your girls can apply this tip, learn this tip. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. So yeah, hang around to learn what it is. So recently I was journaling for 30 minutes on how I've struggled in my relationships in the past. And I'm often speaking to people around me. Recently I've started interviewing guests for the Empower Your Teen Girl podcast in preparation for sharing guest episodes with you. Can't say exactly when, but they're coming, they're coming. So be patient and they will definitely be worth the listen. And so there's so many people that I've been even been interviewing and they are also have found that they've struggled in their relationships before they got to the stage where they are now where they have healthy relationships so hang in there with hope if you or your teen girl struggle with this area of your life because there's a lot of learning and and a lot of unlearning that we'll be speaking about on the guest podcast and yeah I'll be in sharing some tips right now for you as well so in the past I have been I feel used unfairly blamed judged unkindly excluded sadly neglected ignored pushed around or taken for granted and right now I'm really happy in my relationships the ones dearest to my heart especially and they've never been better than they are now I'm still working on bringing my true self to my relationships, but I have come so far in the last 16 years when I really proactively, consciously, mindfully decided that I want to work on my relationship with myself and others. And now I'm so excited to share all those success secrets of the last 16 years with teen girls earlier so they can make their relationship successful and life feel much easier. You know, since learning how to attract healthier relationships in which I now feel happy, just valued, loved, listened to, appreciated, supported, empowered and helped, 
I made a curriculum at Rise Girls to teach teen girls these lessons so that they can avoid or at least minimize the heartbreak, the toxic tormentors, as in the effect that they have on them and just dealing with like the drama creating characters in life and know how to deal with people who push their buttons, trigger them, gossip about them and just sometimes involve them in so many other unkind actions. So now I'm going to go through the poem verse by verse and self-reflect, introspect, analyze and explain what it means to me in the hope that it will serve you in helping your teen girl on her journey. And, you know, as I always say, a lot of this content, I say it's for teen girls, which it absolutely is in the context of my directly working with girls. That is my service. That is my purpose. But I really hope it helps those of you who feel that you are still working through this stuff in your life, you know, to whatever extent that is. I do get a lot of messages from adults saying, hey, this is really helpful for me too. This is healing my inner child. This applies to adults too. Because yeah, of course, these principles are universal principles. Uh, So yes, this reading reflection skills, by the way, are exactly what I teach my students, as I said, so that they not only learn self-development in terms of empowerment, but they also improve their reading skills for English. And that means like any other subject involving English. It could be maths, history, science, geography, RE, you know, even subjects you'll go on to study for those girls who will at university. So English and empowerment is, you know, what we talk about here on this podcast and what I teach and yeah that's why reading is so key to both those um, elements and subjects. I work mainly with 11 to 14 year olds in the UK at this point and you know this really helps them to prepare for their English GCSE exams as well. Um, English and the other subjects as I said because Reading is the foundation, you know, if you can't even understand a question on the paper, which a lot of students don't, so many students don't even understand the question, don't even know how to respond accurately and carefully to a question, then, you know, that's where so many marks are lost. That's where their future lies in, yeah, on a rocky level. I'm not about them getting the highest marks for the sake of getting the highest marks for some kind of prestige or popularity or fame in society or you know for me it's more about they have potential I believe in the potential of my students and if they can get a higher mark in the course of reaching their potential that's beautiful and and they deserve that help from us as parents and educators But beyond that, I'm not going to pressure and push them, you know? If they try their best and they don't get some top mark or whatever, like, I don't really care. What I care about is that they tried. What I care about is that they're happy, they're enjoying learning, right? That's more important. And so many parents I've met in their 10 years could not give a toss about that. And so, yeah, this podcast is really not for them. (laughs) For those of you who realize the value of real education, thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, let's let's change the culture in society um, to create this 
culture of a, a lifelong love for learning, for learning's sake, and not just to, you know, show off and have ego, which I see so many children and parents getting into, and it's really sad, and I feel sorry for them, actually, because when that bubble bursts, or when they make people feel really low, it's just, they've just degraded themselves so much, um, not that they will ever admit that, of course, because they're too proud, but yeah, I don't want to raise students to be like that, definitely. I want them to be humble and wise and excited and passionate and enthusiastic about using their knowledge for good to make an incredible difference in the world, which will not only fulfill their lives, but just make others so much happier and uplifted. You know, that's what learning is about. It's about going on a happy journey and then sharing that happiness with others. It's not about ego and pride and all the other stuff that's so, and money and fame and it's not about that external stuff. Even if you pursue knowledge for a, a, a humble purpose, you may get money and fame and all of that in the course of it, but that's not the primary reason that we're learning. You know, please teach your teen girls that because I see a lot of... Um, adults and children falling into that trap of pride and eventually they end up falling flat on their face and it's just you know we can avoid it we can avoid ourselves that pain and embarrassment um and swap it for fulfillment and contentment so yeah um reading by repeating is how learning grows deeper meaning and can be applied practically to avoid reading just mechanically right there's a little poem there for you reading robots are typically how my students start off they don't know how to reflect analyze or explain their reading very well reading reflectively is how they progress and power up their reading eventually their habits change and this is great for them building that foundation for success in their personal and professional relationships so they can really thrive so I'm going to read the first verse again, and then I'll also be getting into the three journaling tips as promised. So, to free us from the expectations of others, to give us back to ourselves, there lies the great singular power of self-respect. So the first journaling tip for healthy relationships, I summarize this first verse as three words. Stop people-pleasing. Your teen girl needs to stop people-pleasing. And if you're a parent who does this, please keep listening so you can stop this self-destructive habit too, because your daughter needs to learn from who? You. And me too. So as adults, we need to heal and help ourselves first before we can help our girls. You know, the verse is saying to free ourselves from the expectations of others. You know, when people people please, they care so much about the expectations of others. Their reputation is based on the expectation of another person. That is a people pleaser. You know, but what this verse is saying, to give us back to ourselves, there lies the great singular power of what? Self-respect. So swap people pleasing for self-respect. Like, we are our own person. Your teen girl is her own person. And we need to learn to love ourselves for who we are. Even if we make mistakes, even if we don't have it all figured out. We don't have to just do what others say because 
what we really need to do is be brave enough to go on that journey of self-respect so that we stop doing that. So let's get into the next paragraph and see how this journey of stopping people pleasing is going to unfold. So you got to stay here till the end because otherwise <laughs> all you're going to learn is you need to stop something. But what do you need to replace that with and do instead? That's what we're going to uncover. So the next paragraph says, I write entirely to find out what I'm thinking, what I'm looking at, what I see and what it means, what I want and what I fear. I don't know what I think until I write it down. Write it down. She needs to ink what she thinks. Ink what you think. This is so important. This is like a mantra. Please write this down <laughs> on this pad of paper or virtual notepad you have. And if you're driving or walking the dog or whatever else it is you're doing and you can't write things down, listen to this episode again and make sure you make notes and write it down. You know, as a teacher, I'm always telling my students, you've got to read something once, twice, thrice. You've got to listen to something once, twice, thrice. You've got to speak something, tell your story once, twice, thrice. And actually the last verse of this poem is talking exactly about that. So let's continue. The second tip for journaling for healthy relationships, this is my favorite one that I was mentioning earlier. I train my students to journal using the power of questioning. Some examples in the context of unhealthy relationships are below because if you tuned in to last week's episode, episode 8, I talked about learning to do something well by learning what the opposite of it is, the thing we want to avoid, right? And, and I get more into it on the episode, so if you haven't heard that yet, please go back because it's a very powerful tool for transformation and learning. So, questions to transform people-pleasing, these are the ones I wrote down. Okay. If, if your teen girl has been in a situation and she's feeling a bit uneasy, she knows she's been people pleasing deep down, here are questions that she can help to turn that around, transform that. And of course us if we struggle with this. Why did I go along with that person's idea when I didn't really want to? Or if she's not even clear, she needs to ask herself, do I want to really go along with that person's idea? You know, don't just act without thinking. Start reflecting. D did I actually want to do that? Am I happy with that? Do I want to do that? We need to start questioning ourselves more. Not overthinking, by the way. Overthinking is definitely, we don't want to go down there. I'm talking about the kind of questioning that leads to that self-discovery and us living by the values we want to, not by other people's values. Why did I not stand up for myself with that person? Why do I think other people's needs matter more than my needs? Why do I have this disease to people, please? How am I putting other needs before my needs? What do I need to do to stand up for myself with that person? Who can help me? Right? Reach out for help. That's a massive question. Um, who, can, who can help your teen girl on her journey? 
whether it's me, whether it's someone else, but don't just let her stay stuck in her disease to people, please. Disease means dis-ease. It's not easy. It feels burdensome. It feels heavy. It feels unnatural. It feels uncomfortable. I know for me, I would people please because I was trying to find happiness in external validation. Can't keep up competition. Insecurity-driven comparison. I hope you're liking the poetry. As you know, that's how I roll here. I love poetry. And it's such an incredible way to help teen girls to not only be good at English, but empower themselves. I teach poetry in my lessons. We also have a writing lesson that I do with my students. And yeah, I've seen students that, um, if you go back to episode two, one of my students, Kashi, she really did not like English at all. And you should just hear the message from her mother, Katie. Oh my gosh. Even from the first lesson, it was just incredible. So go back and listen to episode two if you haven't heard that. Um, so when we live like this, for this external validation, can't keep up competition and security driven comparison, we get hurt. Before we decide, we need to revert to being in a more natural state of being. The next verse of this poem, right? In fact, before we go into the next verse, just summarizing this need for questioning, right? The key line in this second verse is, I write entirely to find out, right? What I'm thinking, what I'm looking at. But then how do you find out? You've got a question right? You you search and you seek and you find out by asking powerful questions. That is the whole second tip. So please remember that. If, If your teen girl struggles with her thoughts, like so many teen girls I speak to, they have no idea what they are even thinking, no idea about their values, no idea who they are. They have no sense of identity. They have no sense of clarity, They do not feel that they can move around in this world confidently. And that's because they don't ask themselves these questions. But when they do, and when they have guidance with which to do it, because you know what? Another thing is, even if teen girls know, in my 10 years experience, they're just, they're feeling so just scared, actually. They're feeling so unsupported that they can't even do things for themselves and that's why they need a lot of help and support and encouragement kindness we as parents and educators literally need to flood their life with kindness and being a role model because that's when they really start to get into their groove when they have that support from us um on their own they really struggle um you know most girls at least so the next verse of the poem explains the limbo the in-between confusing state, that messy middle, that dark night of the soul. It says, we forget all too soon the things we thought we could never forget. We forget the loves and the betrayals, forget what we whispered and what we screamed, forget who we were, right? When her relationships In her relationships, your teen girl gets hurt. She needs to uncover the lesson to learn. And please remember that there are two types of hurt. One, 
obvious, overt, outwardly unkind, or improper treatment from another person. And the second type is silent, indifferent, apathetic, neglect, a state of neutrality from another person, right? People are either nastily negative or just not bothered, and both are hurtful. Now, they may not be intentional, you know, obviously the nastily negative person is intentional, but when I say people aren't bothered, sometimes it's just that people don't have time, even if they care, they don't have time, Um, or maybe they just, that's the extent to which they play a role in your teen girl's life, they can sort of, you know, maybe have a good time together, but when she's really struggling, they don't know what to do, or they don't have the time, and it will be experienced as hurtful for your teen girl. I don't teach my teen girls to blame people. If other people are negative and other people are neutral, I don't teach my teen girls to blame them. I teach my students how to take their own power and their own lives in their own hands and turn their life into what they want it to be and have those fulfilling, healthy relationships with themselves firstly and then with others. I train girls how to minimize, avoid, and deal with such unpleasant relationships and how to turn, and this is coming to the third journaling tip for relationships, how to connect to self-love and from that self-love comes loving relationships. This is the third thing she needs to journal on, right? And I'll get into how in a minute. The last poem verse shows us how to fight for love right? This is what it says. A place belongs forever to whoever claims it the hardest, wrenches it from itself, shapes it, renders it, loves it so radically that he remakes it in his own image. You know, you know, actually right now, I'm going to even look up this word wrenches because it's really popping out at me. This is exactly what I do in lessons. We actually look up words, shock horror, (laughs) English tutor looking up words. Now, but I have a very special way of looking up words, which I don't have time to go into on this episode. Um, But I do have like a a whole video that I share with the girls. It's a half an hour training. So yeah, if you want your teen girl to expand her vocabulary, become more articulate, sophisticated with her words, then yeah, please book in a call in the show notes. I'm happy to help my students become so much more confident with public speaking, writing, and reading because I teach them how to learn words properly, deeply, um, and enthusiastically, always, of course. Um, So yeah, let's have a look at this. I'm literally by my computer and I'm typing it in. Wrench. Let's try and play it. Wrench. don't know if you heard that, but the lady said it. Um wrench now we need it in the context of yeah there's a few meanings actually i'm just looking at it here so i'm going to click on more definitions going down 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 to find the right one yeah i would say it's it says sudden violent twist or pull it also says a feeling of sadness or distress caused by one's own 
or another's departure, painful parting, distressing separation, traumatic event. That's the one we need. Because if we go back to the poem, it says, claims it hardest, wrenches it from itself. You know, to claim our freedom, it's painful. (laughs) Because, you know, the symbol of Rise Girls is the butterfly. And that caterpillar getting out of its cocoon, it's not an easy ride, you know. And that's why your teen girl needs community, a, a community of peers. That's why I do small group tutoring. Because it's so amazing to see how the girls help each other, how they empathize with each other, how they celebrate each other's wins. Because I definitely pick up on any envy and jealousy and I, I help them work through that. Because sometimes they've been living in those those cultures and communities for so long that when they come into my community and we're actually cultivating uh, uh, friendships based on being happy for each other, at first they're very, it's like almost like a foreign thing for them because and I can clearly tell in those situations that they're being surrounded by jealousy and things like that so it doesn't come to them naturally or easily and so yeah but we work through it and then they get through it and they learn to be happy for each other and help each other um, encourage each other support each other so that community is needed to to wrench (laughs) get out of this cocoon and and for your girl to be the butterfly beauty um, that she truly is um shapes it renders it loves it so radically i mean look at the word radically it doesn't say like <laughs> gently it doesn't say like yeah a little bit mm, half-hearted mm, lu- lukewarm right radically that means like majorly massively mega right mega change um so yeah claims it the hardest really pops out at me as well because you know what no one can do this for your teen girl Rumi the famous um, poet said people can walk with you on this path but they cannot walk your path for you and I'm always reminding my girls of that I'm like you know you have an amazing teacher in me right but you also have your own amazing um, quality and I'm not I cannot replace that and I cannot um, do everything for you um, so it's really important to understand and, and remind your teen girls so that they're not entitled so that they're not um, downplaying their role that they need to play in their own success so my reflection on the last verse before I get into how to journal on the fight for love uh, you know the fight for self-love and healthy relationships um, is that in my last 10 years as a teacher and tutor I've had so many times um, from you all as parents, you know, and parents I've worked with that girls really struggle with making mistakes, not being perfect and being rubbish at something compared to someone else. And so what they do is they, they get frustrated, they freak out, they give up, they don't fight for love. They say, I'm not good enough. They say, that's enough. I can't deal with all this stuff. They faint in the face of failure, metaphorically speaking, that is. They just cannot accept, acknowledge, and courageously handle it. But the fact is, failure is the catalyst in the fight for love. Failure is the stepping stone to success. Failure can shape her into her best. 
version of herself. If she's willing to learn that lesson she needs to learn in failure, as I said earlier, in the fight for love. And so that love is when your teen girl needs to first find herself, right? Self-love. And then she needs to be able to build healthy relationships around her with other people who have that healthy sense of self-love as well because both people need to be growing that, right? So the journey to self-love, the fight for love is riddled with failure, fall downs and fumbles, right? Journaling the fight for love looks like this, a teeny tiny three-letter word. What is that word? I hear you ask. (laughs) right well I first learned it from my niece three years ago when she was four years old she said solo foy foy means uh, dad's sister in Gujarati this is my cousin brother's daughter and uh, you know in Gujarati northwest Indian dialect and this is where my roots are based even though you know I was born and raised in London I can just about speak Gujarati I'm okay I'm pretty good I can't read and write Gujarati but I can speak it she said Sonofoy auntie do you know the most powerful three-letter word in the dictionary and I said to her no I don't please tell me I want to know because I want to be powerful like you clearly (laughs) and she's smiling Uh, cheerfully uh, you know because I I love encouraging young people you know when I see young people's you know eyes light up when I see my students eyes light up when I encourage them honestly there is just no better feeling and I'm sure as a parent you also know this Um, please let's encourage our girls more in my experience they're not encouraged enough and it's so clear sometimes Uh, Sometimes we just, I don't know, we get wrapped up in our own lives. Um, You know, we we don't even realize how powerful encouragement is. There's so many reasons why we may not be encouraging our girls as much as they deserve. So please let's work on this consciously and kindly for them to to really reach their potential. Um, So, yeah, anyway, my niece went on to say, The most powerful three-letter word in the dictionary is yet. Y-E-T, yet. And then I linked what she said to me in connection with growth mindset, which is all about embracing the power of yet. So teen girls need to learn to add this word yet to all their negative limiting beliefs in their journal. Right, And if your teen girl doesn't have a journaling practice, in my humble opinion, she needs to start one. Journaling is actually really easy if if it's learnt, you know, in an easy way. I definitely teach it in an easy way. And yeah, I can go deeper. I can teach them more complex ways of journaling. Um, but, you know, just as a little snippet, there's different types of journaling as well. It's not just writing. You can do picture journaling. You can do audio journaling. You can do video journaling. I teach all four aspects on on my curriculum and because you know different learners have different learning styles and this is something that I help girls to figure out for themselves um yeah I can't really explain how I do that because it's a very personal and practical process it's very intuitive it's very attentive um but yeah that's that's why my girls succeed in journaling because um I really personalize the learning for them which they don't get in school school is just like a 
most of the time one size fits all blanket approach. Um, and as I mentioned in, I think it was either episode two or three, Professor John Hattie, a Melbourne professor, educator and researcher, did 8,000 studies in 1992 and found that the most powerful modification to enhance achievement is feedback. So, you know, girls need feedback and that's that's why they're so, they do so well in my lessons because I can give them that tailored feedback. So, instead of her writing in her journal, I can't read, I can't write, I can't speak well which so many of my students say to me and tell me when they start working with me, and they literally end with that, I can't do this. Whereas what she needs to learn to journal is, I can't read well, yet. I can't write well, yet. I can't speak well, yet. I don't have confidence, yet. I don't have determination, yet. I hope you get the yet. Don't forget. (laughs) I literally made that up on the spot. I love it. I'm a very spontaneous poet, if you don't already know this about me. And for those of you who do, thank you for still being here. I hope you like those little funny, playful moments. I am a very playful and purposeful person. I'm not just playful. I'm not just purposeful. I'm both. And this is what I teach my teen girls. I like to see them embracing every aspect of their personality in diversity. So... Again, using another example, I haven't developed my skills in dance, art, drama, music, sports, singing, could be playing an instrument or whatever hobby or area of expertise she wants to develop in. I haven't developed that skill yet. Now, this all sounds very good in theory, but how to uncover the magic of this yet and make it a reality beyond just a fanciful theoretical word so that your daughter can thrive success and success can be hers she can soar in through self-love um when she connects to other loving people as well as a result of that self-love which i've been repeating i know many times but it's because i see girls doing it the opposite way so many times and adults people think that yeah i need someone to love me or I need to love someone else, and that's how my life will be filled with love, when it's not true. It is absolutely not true. It is a myth. It is a mistake. It is a misconception. I hoped you liked the alliteration on the M there. (laughs) Same starting sound. Um, English language techniques are so powerful, and as you know on these podcasts, I'm often highlighting them with with a little interval and intermission. Um, because that's what I do with the girls in my lessons, and I want you to know that. Um, Oftentimes, they don't get that practice, and that's why they never learn these English techniques very well. So many times, students come to me, and they just have such a pure, uh, not pure, poor understanding of English language technique, but with me, because I'm continuously, constantly highlighting it to them, they become expert very soon. Even when I used to teach boys, you know, boys, a lot of boys don't even like English sometimes. And I, you know, those boys would be like firing off that, oh, sonal, that's alliteration. Oh, that's personification. That's a metaphor. That's a simile. That's onomatopoeia. That's hyperbole. You know, like, so when children have practice and exposure repeatedly, that's how they learn deeply and properly. So if you think your teen girl's not good at English or she's struggling or she doesn't enjoy it, it's, it's not necessarily because 
she needs to stay that way it's because she doesn't have the right support and guidance and mentors and peers who are creating that environment of English education for her so please give her that opportunity if she's struggling and of course you know there's a link in the show notes if you would like to speak to me about getting help with that so um, three things at this point you need to highlight right in in your notes right Um, is that if she wants to uncover the magic of yet and actually make a reality, she needs to trust, invest and believe in herself. She needs to trust, invest and believe in a coach. She needs to trust, invest and believe in the process. You know, the process of transformation, the process of growth, the process of up-leveling her life. If she doesn't have all those three, she will not be able to move forward successfully it's impossible right so please make a note of those three herself her coach the process right so if you are worried about your daughter staying stuck in a state of stagnation no forward movement no sweet smiles of celebration no inspiration or worthy destination if she's not growing, improving, and evolving, and just living some dry, drab, dull life, then book a call in the show notes, and let's make her a personalized plan to start thriving in her life, because that is the happiness she deserves, and the happiness you deserve as a parent, a good parent who wants to see your daughter happy and healthy in her relationships with herself and others, But the truth is that the root cause of why she struggles with relationships is because she doesn't have that strong, secure, solid relationship with herself. So reach out to me via the link below of this podcast if you found something in here that spoke to you and, you know, help your daughter to begin to be able to apply these three journaling tips Tip one, stop people-pleasing. Tip two, start self-reflecting, questioning. Tip three, daily grow self-love to connect to healthy relationships with others. I hope this episode served you in empowering your teen girl. Make a note on whether she needs to work on tip one, tip two, tip three, or two or more, or even all three of the tips. And connect with me on a call if you want personally tailored help on how she can be motivated to build this growth mindset and to have healthy relationships in her life. I hope that you will just, yeah, grab hold, grasp hold of this poem, go through it again and really realize that reading is such a powerful method and means to empower your teen girl. So please get her involved with reading. You know, even as a family, um it's so important and and if you don't have time or if you don't enjoy it if you don't know how to teach it then yeah as i said reach out i'm here for you i'm happy to help and yeah i look forward to seeing you next time on the next episode bye for now thank you so much for making time to listen and learn from this episode i hope it served and benefited you in some way to feel more confident as a parent in empowering your teen girl If you have any family, friends, colleagues, or anyone you know who would find this episode relatable and relevant to empowering their teen girl too, go ahead and press the share button, copy the link, and send it over to them. 
That's how I can help more parents like you and how we can help our girls rise together. Until the next episode, here's my mission and an English and empowerment poem I wrote just for you. Empower your teen girl earlier to make her life much easier.